0: Hey there! Welcome to The Writing Cabin with Tara Benner. I'm author Tara Benner, and this is my cabin. We all need to escape into story from time to time, so come on in, sit down by the fire, have a nice hot cup of coffee with me, and let's talk books. Now before we dive in today, I would like to take a moment to thank our newest patron, Shannon. Welcome to the Patreon family, Shannon. I so appreciate you being here. You helped us cross our first major Patreon milestone this month, so now I'm filming these monthly video diaries for my patrons. The first one should be live Saturday if I can get my rural, super slow internet to actually upload the video. If you would like to be part of our Patreon family and receive a new short story every single month, you can support me and my work for just $2 a month over at patreon.com forward slash Labs. If you support at a higher level, you will also get each new book early. Um, so that's a little extra incentive to join. This week's featured book is Recon. And this is book one in my most popular series, The Fringe. If you're listening to this podcast, good chances are that you have already read it, but please share it with a friend. If you haven't read it, this is the perfect time to start the series. It's going to be free uh, just today. This is the last day, as you're hearing this, this is the last day the book will be free. So make sure you head on over to Amazon and grab your copy. I'll put a link to that down in the show notes. (sighs) <sighs> Taking a deep breath here because <laughs> I'm recording this at 9 a.m. and I was up before the sun this morning and I got to see a most beautiful sunrise. Um, I've been kind of going, going, going since then, but my little guy slept through the night. So to me, that means he slept eight or more hours for the third night in a row, which is kind of a big deal because. The first time he did it, it was the day before Christmas Eve. And I said, oh, what a gift, but it's probably just a fluke. One time to me is a fluke. Two times in a row to me is lucky, but three nights in a row, that to me is a trend. So fingers crossed that that continues. I don't mind waking up early, especially if I can get a full night's sleep. I'll go to bed early. I'll get up early. I'll get a lot done. I'm happy about it. Um, but okay, what's going on with me this week? This week, I have been loving the newest addition to my household, which is my new sunny spin bike. Um, I talked a little bit about this in my video diary, but I've really been trying to hit, you know, working out hard um, since the beginning of the new year. And I went out one day and I was like, I'm going to get a good mountain workout. And so I ran hills, I split firewood, I like hauled some tree <laughs> tree logs up from um, where my husband had cut the tree down so that it could be split later, and I got a good workout, but it was like 20 degrees outside, and I came inside, my throat was all raggedy, I didn't have any throat lozenges, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my god, I can't keep doing this all winter. I need a piece of exercise equipment in my house so that when it's really cold I can get a workout in, or if my son is napping, I can get a workout in. And so I got this spin bike off Craigslist and I got the Peloton app so I could work out with the app, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't gonna spend, you know, thousands of dollars on a Peloton bike. But with the app, I'm I'm super impressed with both the bike and the app. It's really just it's given me a whole new way to work out. I really am digging it. So if you're thinking of getting a piece of exercise equipment, I would recommend the Sunny Bike as an alternative to the Peloton, Uh, especially if you can get on Facebook Marketplace because it's just, I never buy anything new anymore. You get on Facebook Marketplace because there's all kinds of people trying to get rid of really nice stuff. So the other thing I've been dealing with this week (laughs) Is my slightly problematic relationship with Instagram. So to be clear, I don't have a lot of vices, truly. I don't smoke. I don't really drink. I mean, I'll have a gin and tonic or a glass of wine here and there, but it's not like a daily thing for me. Um, really, my vices in life are coffee, Reese's Mea Butter Buttercups, eBay, and Instagram. Like, <laughs> I don't care about Facebook. It's way too cluttered for me. I spend as little time on there as possible. I don't do TikTok. But Instagram... Okay, to be fair, right now, in this point in my life, I'm spending a lot of time nursing, and it's just kind of a fun distraction. But this week, Instagram taught me a little life lesson. <laughs> or maybe the Pope taught me a lesson. I'm not really sure which, but... I'll tell this story, I'm trying to keep it light because the person involved in this story is a good friend of mine, and if she were to listen to this podcast, I don't want her to think that this is like some big deal because this says more about me than her. But uh so last week I or this week I was kind of just flipping through Instagram and I see that she's posted this story. In the Instagram story, it's a screenshot from another social media profile that has screenshotted this CNN article about the Pope and your first clue that this is verging on the ridiculous is the fact that it's a screenshot of a screenshot okay like that's just Instagram in a nutshell ridiculous but this article it caught my eye because it was about the Pope and I'm not gonna go into details but it was something that the Pope had said about kids and pets and I was like, I was like huh, I, I feel like he didn't say that. The, the article was basically, Pope says that it's selfish to have pets instead of kids. And I'm reading through the article and they have direct quotes from the Pope in it. And he never even said that. Like some of the things he said, you know, if, interpreted through a certain lens I could see like why people would find his comments problematic but I'm like I feel like these remarks are pretty tame and not a big deal and he's completely you know this article is doing some wild editorializing. I don't really have a dog in this fight to be clear. I was raised Catholic but I am not a practicing Catholic by any means. Um, Incidentally this pope is a more progressive pope who's probably done more good than harm for the church. But my friend, she posted some kind of flippant little comments about the article and about the pope, and, and one caught my eye. It was like, it's okay to ignore the pope, like, as per usual. Uh, I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit because I'm like, this is the man who's dedicated his life to service. You know, I think he deserves a little bit of respect, not to mention the fact that this article is just bad journalism because they totally just say that he said something he didn't even say. And so I'm going to like write a comment. Well, it's not a comment. On a story, if you write a comment, it just goes to that person as a direct message. So the public cannot see it. Just that person can see it. And I like had typed out something that was kind of light. And then I was like, why am I saying this? Like, I don't I don't want her to think that like, I'm angry that she posted this, but I do think, you know, when we have friends that post things that are just not accurate and a little bit problematic, I, I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll say something. And then I, my, my husband was like, you should sleep on it. You shouldn't say that. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm just going to delete it. why am I saying anything? And Delete, 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 delete. And as I'm deleting, my finger accidentally touches one of the pre-selected responses that you're supposed to give for an Instagram story, which are like smiley face, laughing, crying emoji, party emoji, clapping, or heart eyes emoji. And my finger accidentally hits heart eyes emoji. And it doesn't just type the heart eyes emoji. It sends an explosion of heart eyes emojis all over the story and it's sent and I'm like no 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 (laughs) it's like the weirdest thing to comment on this particular story is heart eyes emoji and I'm like "Oh, oh my god either the universe is trying to tell me something or instagram is trying to tell me something or the pope is sending me psychic messages that I need to get off instagram because the only acceptable response to anything on instagram is a like or heart eyes emoji. If you're doing anything other than that, you're taking Instagram too seriously, and you just need to get off Instagram. <laughs> so I am trying my hardest to replace Instagram with reading. So I have books on the Kindle app on my phone now. I have a paperback that sits next to me on the couch when I nurse. I have audiobooks on my phone in case I'm too ti- too tired. To read with my eyes. <laughs> so I think you can still Instagram responsibly. I just, I want to quit the mindless scrolling because it does me no good. It's a huge waste of time, time I could otherwise be spending reading. So if anyone else has a problem with Instagram, let's hold each other accountable. <laughs> let's not do anything except heart eyes emojis on Instagram because that's what the platform is for. It's completely ridiculous and enjoyable and let's just keep it that way. So that's it for my life update. As far as writing goes, my current work in progress is still Warrior Witch, the sixth and final book in the Witches of Mountain Shadow series. I must confess, I haven't gotten that much farther in plotting the book because I'm kind of stuck in the messy middle. Like, I have the first 10 chapters plotted out in really good detail. I have the last maybe 10 chapters plotted out in really good detail. And I'm trying to massage that middle part of the book. Um, There's a big conflict that I was kind of stuck on you know, what is the trigger for this conflict and how does that unfold and how, to, how do I kind of twist that to, to go into the end of the book? Um, and I had kind of an epiphany where I got this idea for a really cool and creepy scene and then I had a new way that I was going to kind of put Fiona in peril, which I'm really excited about. But I will talk a little bit of it, more about that next week after the launch of Hunter's Witch Book 5 because I can't say much about Book 6 without giving some spoilers for Book 5 and I want to make sure everyone has a chance to read it first. Hunter's Witch will be available on Kindle and Kindle Unlimited Monday the 17th. You can pre-order your copy now and it will be delivered magically to your Kindle on release day. Um, So, make sure you go grab your copy. I will put a link to that down in the show notes. I am so excited for you to read it. This book was so much fun for me to write. It took me forever to write, um, but I'm really proud of it, so I hope you enjoy it. In other book news, this week, what am I reading? I'm reading a book called Inner Revolution by Robert Thurman. It's another nonfiction book, and I actually saw Robert Thurman give a talk at Colorado College It was extremely interesting. Um, And he writes really eloquently about Tibet versus the Western world and kind of how in the Western world we have had this push toward um, modernizing in a very external way with industrialization and um, business and commerce and all that. Whereas in the East, particularly in Tibet, they've had this push toward modernizing the inner world. So kind of the spiritual life, um, enlightenment, all that. It's a very interesting read. I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's highly intellectual, but I still, I still, I guess, still get down with Robert Thurman. I like his stuff. Um, I'm still listening to Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty, which is very good, much more accessible than Robert Thurman. Um, I really, really like Jay Shetty and I'm, His podcast is becoming one of the regulars that I listen to. Highly recommend that. That's called On Purpose by Jay Shetty. That's what I'm reading this week. Uh, We're about to wrap up here, but before we go, let's check the mailbox. We have a letter this week from Sydney in Montana. Of course, it's a digital letter, but I want you to imagine that I just retrieved it from my mailbox and I'm taking it out of a nice crisp envelope. And that Sydney has very nice handwriting. Sydney writes, does Morgan still love Gabriel? She was staying with him in book four and was giving Fiona a hard time. Does she still have a thing for Gabriel? So (laughs) when I got this question, I actually had to think about it for a minute because Morgan is one of those characters who is kind of hard to read Even for me at times, like at times I don't even know exactly what's going on inside her head. Like I know how she would react to something, but I don't really know how she feels about it. So I had to do a little bit of soul searching on this. And I decided definitely not. Morgan is not in love with Gabriel, if she ever was in love with Gabriel. I don't think that Morgan ever truly loved Gabriel in a romantic sense. Um, Yes, if you've read blood ties, you know that they have a history of kind of friends with benefits, uh, that kind of situation. Um, she does love Gabriel, I think in a platonic way. Like he is a, he is probably her only really good friend in the world. And she considers him a worthy adversary kind of in their hunter versus hunter thing that they have. Um, but I don't think she ever really had romantic love for Gabriel um, and they have a conversation in blood ties and I, I meant to go back and read it again because I cannot remember the, the exact exchange um, but they kind of agree that they're not going to ever be more than friends with benefits in that conversation um, because I think oh I remember what it was Gabriel you know is reflecting that they're too much alike and Morgan says that she prefers nice guys. That's that's Morgan's deal. Um, and she doesn't consider Gabriel a nice guy at least in blood ties. Uh, so no, she does not still love Gabriel, but the reason I think she was giving Fiona a hard time, apart from the fact that Morgan is Morgan and she just kind of likes to poke the bear, um, I I don't think that she thinks that Fiona was a worthy. Partner for Gabriel when she first meets Fiona. I think she kind of doesn't take Fiona very seriously, thinks that she's maybe a little prissy. That's not really the right word, but you know, she doesn't think Fiona is quite um, up for having Gabriel as a serious boyfriend. Um, But I think you'll be pleasantly surprised to see how that relationship evolves in book five. Morgan is around still. And I think she really solidifies herself as a crucial member of Fiona's team in this book. So you have that to look forward to. If you have any burning questions you'd like me to answer on air, you can send your letters to TaraBenner at gmail.com or you can post them in my Facebook page um, at facebook.com forward slash You won't be helping me with my Instagram addiction, but you can also post them on Instagram. <laughs> at Author Tara Benner, or you can post them in our secret reader group on Facebook, Tara Benner's Reader Revolution. That's all I have for you this week, but feel free to stay in my writing cabin as long as you like. I'll put another log on the fire for you. You can crack open a good book, hopefully one of mine, and have a wonderful weekend.